Hi, this is Jim Cook from Sam Adams, and you are listening to The Modern Drinker on iHeartRadio. Cheers. Let's go drink some I like that idea. Drinking beer on a Saturday evening, why not? You you are free, and you live in the land of America, and you narrow it down to Colorado, and then you go to Denver. You live in the best place in the world, and I just uh, sing it from every single rooftop how lucky we are. And we're also lucky to have this gentleman on the line with us, and uh, Dave, Scott Brewing Company, owner, operator. Uh, Dave, how are you doing? Good, guys. How are you? It's good to hear your voice. And I was just saying um, before you came on the show that uh, you actually brew my favorite beer. <laughs> um, that's great. Guess which uh, one? I brew, my fav- I brew my favorite beer. I'll too. bet that's, you do. That's not even true, I don't think. Dave, don't Dave Thibodeau. Uh, am I saying that correctly? Thibodeau, correct. Thibodeau. Yeah. Dave Thibodeau, owner of Ska Brewing Company. Uh, really cool that you're part of Micro Brew Fest. Uh, and that's not the reason why I'm saying that uh, you you brew my favorite beer. I want you to take a stab at which one that is. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say True Blonde. <laughs> ah, you were listening. No, you 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 weren't listening. I'm sure, but uh, you're absolutely right. And I'm sure I'm not the first one that said that. That's my daily drinker. Awesome, awesome. Which is uh, so cool, but I don't know. Uh, we've got Ben Uncles here from Renegade Brewing Company, and he just poured me a delicious beer as I look at um, the label of this. And uh, this is your afternoon ale right here. That's uh, that's our five o'clock afternoon ale. It's uh, we technically brew a pilsner recipe on that one, which is typically a lager. Uh, we use ale yeast. It comes out pretty close to uh, the blonde ale style, but you said true blonde and. If we're talking about daily drinkers, uh, I just got to say, Modus Hopperanda is my favorite porch drinking beer just in the fall. Just hanging out with friends, just grabbing one of those. So drinkable, so delicious. I oh, appreciate that, Ben. This 5 o'clock right here, uh, 5 o'clock afternoon ale, ah, delicious. It really is. I appreciate and that. What a great choice to pour. You can obviously see what kind of stylings I you like. you got to play to the audience. But I go dark, too. Listen, I'm down with the brown as well. I really enjoy that. Scott Brewing Company. Dave, take a second and just talk about um, talk about your, your um, brewery. Oh, man. Well, we've... Uh We've, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Colorado kid. I was born in Denver. Uh, moved around a little bit when I was young. But What part of town did you grow up in? Wheat Ridge. Wheat Ridge. So, there you go. You are a Colorado kid. Yeah, right down the bottom of the hill out by Applejack Liquors, 32nd Youngfield area. <laughs> I went to Wheat Ridge High School. And we couldn't get rid of you. No, no, no. I, I took off a bit when I was young, and then I ended up even going back to college, and I went to Metro downtown, and that's where I graduated from before I ventured off to uh, spend uh, the last 25 years in Durango. 25 but, um, years in Durango. Uh, uh, Durango. We probably have mutual friends with Jay Lum and Tom Wags. Oh, yeah. And, oh, you cool. do? All right, yeah, we do have mutual friends then. <laughs> uh, those are really cool guys. And yeah. um, just Durango. It's just When you talk to these guys and then you see something, because uh, really, I am a fanboy of Scott Brewing Company, and just it's a delight to talk to somebody who... Uh, again, when when you use their product almost on a daily basis, can when am I going to be able to buy stock so I can get a return? <laughs> is that going to happen well, soon? It's funny because I you know I used to think God is there's going to be some weird day where there's other people invested, but we're like we're a truly uh, independent brewery and it's still the 
the same three owners as we had 22 years ago. So 20. hopefully you'll never be able to buy stock. I'll Sorry tell you what, that. <laughs> 22 years, it seems like uh, so long, but it's also probably a blink in your eye, right? Really is. Yeah, it's gone incredibly fast. So you're about because I mostly because I can't remember most <laughs> right just just because it's a just a it's a nature of the business right right part of it's a blur um so you you you're really established you're really embedded and I always I ask it because I think we talked about 22 years so I'm sure you've had some opportunities but uh, come on man what's your sell point what's your sell point like the dollars yeah dollars. They're, they're probably, um, it, it's high, it does, right? It's it up there. Exist. It doesn't exist. It's not there. It doesn't exist. And I, and you're right. We've had opportunities and it's, uh, it just isn't, it's not the right thing for us. It's not the right thing for Durango. And, and really, as far as I'm concerned, it's not the right thing for Colorado or craft beer at all. Well, I'll tell you what, and I'm, I'm going to get deep <laughs> in the weeds for about two minutes here. And I, I think you'll appreciate the conversation, but I have it with the Brewers Associ- Association all the time. Last year, uh, live from Great American Beer Festival, we do a show. Charlie Papazian catches up with us. We've talked to Jim Cook. Um, we've, we've talked to, um, a lot of the, uh, brewers that, you know, the business model in any business is grow. You know, you have to do better than last year. You just have to. You have to be able to grow. Um, but it's an interesting thing within the culture uh, of craft beer and the craft beer drinkers is it's a dichotomy between growth uh, and, and steady growth and then still keeping yourself within that niche of the craft beer enthusiasts to be able to have that viability. And with the Brewers Association now putting out the labeling as far as here's how you can recognize that uh, this is one of the 99% of the breweries that you can now um, separate yourselves from the uh, 1% of the breweries that that produce and sell uh, 87% of the beer that that's actually a need to be able to put out there with labeling, um, but to be able to remain independent and to remain within that uh, lexicon of craft. That's a very interesting dynamic to be able to be a brewery owner and still be able to fit into all of those things and still um, prosper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a mouthful, but I thought I'd get that out there. It was, but I hear you with the conversation we have all the time. It's, um, how do you do that? How do, I mean, unless you're the Jim Cooks of the world, and I still maintain that every time they're brewing more barrels of beer, that they're going to lift that uh, ceiling for the Brewers Association in order to keep them craft. Uh, well, and, yeah. And then it's you already happened. Yeah. And a, it's six million barrels because of Jim Cook. Uh, and and uh, listen, I say it to, they'll up and down. And, and again, I, I ask the questions, but I'll back right off, you know, because I don't want to uh, make it that touchy. But, you know, when Charlie Papazian was, uh, you know, the beginning of the Brewers Association, that kind of thing, their model was here we are. We're the advocate of the craft brewer, the small brewer. We need to bandy together in order to uh, rise, uh, bring. Bring the tide up and rise all the ships up. But then even they're finding themselves, um, it's kind of a counterculture to where you start. It's like political correctness. You start to eat yourselves right. with your thoughts and your mind. So here you are with being the Brewers Association, grow, 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 grow. But yet big beer is being poured in the halls of the Great American Beer Festival. So it's, And then let's make a label to delineate them and distinguish how can we say that we're not big beer, but yet we'll still use their money as well. It's just a real interesting thing to me. 
Yeah, it's starting to... Uh, I'm not really afraid of ruffling anybody's feathers, so I don't mind going there, but it's it's starting to get to a point where it's... I, you know, I'm we're starting to find it a, a little frustrating, and, and certainly we're going to use the, the independent brewer's seal that the Brewer Association has put out there, but I almost... We've had conversations over the past few years about who, how could we get together and even have another group that is. Uh, well, you almost need that one off. You almost yeah. need to have that one off because. Yeah, and like I, who's, I who's talk the original. Who's the original owner? And like, did private equity buy out the original owners? Are you? Uh, are you? Do you? Are you at the beck and call of just some banker someplace? I mean, there's a lot of Colorado breweries who've taken a lot of money that that still can use that independent brewer's seal, but frankly, they're original owners and the guys who made it an independent brewery to begin with. And I don't know how they distinguish between, you know, more than 25% of the ownership being, uh, somebody that is not privately held also craft right. brewer. Yeah. Cause private equity, those guys are bankers. What makes you a craft brewer? Cause you bought a craft brewery. I think that's crap. But, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. I want to start another group. If anybody's listening, it's like hey, li- private equity out of it too. Let's stick with original owners and serious independence. And you know, and that's up. when you know. And and listen, I'm not looking to ruffle any feathers, but again, I'm not I'm not afraid to because I just call it as I say. I mean, you got to legitimize yourself, and I think that's really by owning your own thought process. But in the same in the same breath, the notion of um, don't grow in order to remain within a niche. And then it, you also create a climate and a culture of people to where they're so sensitive. It's like with Scott and God bless it. But if you were to change hands of ownership and so would, would my favorite daily be with the true blonde? Would that change? And I guess it would change if the, the ingredients were sourced differently, if the taste was different. Uh, but truly on a consumer level, what does it matter with the business dealings in the back room and who really holds the, the, the majority of your business? How is that going to change the taste of your beer? <laughs> if, well, I'll get, or the fanship. Little, I, I mean, it's like, it's like rooting for a football team, really. You know, the loyalty is there, but if, if it changed hands with the owner, let the consumer figure that out. And I'm right with you. If you were to get the, that group of people together to really – uh, break it down to here's what it really means to be an ind- independent craft brewery. Here's what it really means, and here's what that label's for. Instead of all of this murky water, uh, then that 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 label would mean something to me. But to to impose that on the consumer and say you're not smart enough to know who owns this brewing company and you won't do your homework, we're going to do it for you. I mean, follow the money. The Brewers Association's just trying to widen their base to have more people participate within the Brewers Association. I think that's, I, I think that's partially true, but I think it is, it is true that uh, it, it isn't, I mean, for somebody like you and I that are more uh, engrossed in it, 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 we might take it for granted because it seems terribly obvious, you know, but, but I think there's a, you know, for the most part, the general population out there, there's still 85% of, all beer drinkers that are still drinking ABI, Coors Miller, sure. that don't 
Jay, you say it all the time. Never. You say it all the time. No, I mean, that's the only way that the – hey, Dave, Jay Parker here. I'm the one uh, texting you at all hours in the morning. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I say – yeah, I do say it all the time where it's it's, – their business model is is to the majority of people that just uh, don't know, don't care uh, about it. They just want a beer. No, it's, so it's crazy. it's was, it's you guys are on the side of fighting to to educate people and it's about awareness and say hey listen you know that this is what's going on and I'm a fan of all of that to, between me and you. <laughs> there was I was just reading an article the other day about Constellation in Ballast Point, and uh, the article was that they had uh, that Constellation had done enough market studies that they realized that most consumers don't really want a, a an IPA they want kind of a lighter uh lower ABV beer and they want and and and, and they started to so they rebranded Ballast Point they're starting to put more focus on some of their other beers that aren't as extreme as like Sculpin or Habanero Sculpin or whatever it might be and and in my mind I'm like this is this is how you guys are just going to create Heineken and this is how this is what happened post-prohibition and this is why we ended up with fizzy yellow lager because of market studies so they're going to be like they're going to create what it sounds like the general population drinks which is garbage and Mm -hmm. and it's like man we've got so much progress now now constellation by ballast point they're going to start turning it into heineken i can't wait to see i can't yeah i can't And, and again uh uh, Dave Thibodeau, Scott Brewing Company owner, 22 years, um, probably much longer in the business, but since you've had Scott and two other partners uh, since the get-go, yeah. uh, what what an interesting story that you have. But as you look at the culture and the climate of which, you know, you're brewing in, uh, I still can't help but think, you know, and, and as a, a Colorado native, you know, man, when we were growing up, the, the banquet, that was our craft beer. <laughs> Coors Banquet, and, and there's a lot of brewers out there that, you know, let you corner them and you say, hey, listen, you drink a Coors Banquet? Yes, I will. I'm not going to lie. I went to Edgewater Inn last night and had a schooner of Coors Banquet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had two back to back. It was awesome. Isn't that interesting, though? Isn't that interesting? And so you got to look. I mean, and and again, it's like you, you have to look, and you can't be one of those people because I see it as PCism to where you begin to eat yourself. You have to look. What's the lens of Ska Brewing within 30 more years? When you're uh, 50 years in the business, how will your brand be, and, and how will it be held in that a steam and will it be will you just be looked at one of these old donkeys you know you've been around for so long and you've been carrying water and you've been doing it for years and years but you've got the new one-off that wants to come for your head and they're going to do it by saying that they're the latest and greatest and you're just old and you can't uh, keep up with the times am i wrong i think you're wrong with us with us particularly i think you're wrong because it's uh you know i think it's kind of um whether it's whether it's the offspring of somebody that's working with us now or whatever it is. But I think we're kind of, and when I say family, I don't mean my immediate family or even the Thibodeaux's, but, but the people that work there now, um, I think the people that, I think the kind of crew we've got and the vibe we've got is it's such a family situation. And I think that, um, you know, there's younger and younger people starting to run the show every day. Mm-hmm. Scott. And I think that's always going to continue. And it's, we're going to, a progressive brewery and um i love your mindset because it's we 
we just want to do the right thing for the, the, the cool people of Colorado and the people that work at the brewery. And I think that's directly going to correlate to uh, a, a future where we don't become the dinosaur. And I, and you know, we talk about it and it's not like, I don't think we even have to try. Like, it's just not in our nature to, to ever be content, sit on our laurels and, and become that. It, I'm not, you know, we're progressive. Only time will tell, though, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> just right. when you think it, you're going to be like, how do people look? You know, that's Thibodeau Stadium. And I got to tell you, you're you're my banquet, baby. And when you get to an old guy like me, man, and I, and you're my banquet, then all of a sudden I made you less cool. And I'm sorry for that. But when you get it in everybody's hands, right, uh, then, then then pretty soon, you, I mean, you'll you'll make the money. But uh, you got to continue to stick with that craft labeling. And I find it a very interesting thing within the culture. Uh, we'll, we'll follow it together, right, Dave? Right. Hey. hey. We will always embrace you old coot. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Dave, so much. We'll see you at Micro Brewfest. Are you going to make the trip up? Right on, you guys. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I've got a couple of other things going, but we will. Uh, Scott will be there, and we'll have some. We'll have a brand new IPA in the IPA competition, and we'll also have our Good stuff. Uh, kind of our our hot beer right now is our Pink Vapor Stew, which is a crazy sour beer brewed with beets and ginger and apples and carrots. Oh, I can't wait to taste it. Yeah, it's on fire. And it's, uh, so our, our Devin will be there and he'll be pouring some great beers and he'll be pouring True Blonde just for you, Jay. There you go. Thank you so much. All right, man. It was a pleasure. There he is, uh, Dave, right there. Uh, never call me Jay again. But what, Jay, speaking of Jay, what a Jay's. great kit. That was a great kit. He's a, he's a, he's a really nice Thank guy. You. It's been a while. He's a busy guy, you know. So uh, he, he's yeah. cool, man. He took the time. I'll bet you Ben Uncles from Renegade Brewing has a lot to say about. Did, did you enjoy that conversation a little bit? I mean, I love Scott. Like everything about him. Um, let's see, can we take a quick break? Oh, and we'll absolutely. Clean it yeah. all, up? all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back. Greg Holland back. Jay Parker, the Modern Drinker Show, right here, iHeartRadio. 